<laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of Coconut Cinema. I am Patrick, and I'm joined by the ever so lovely John Wick. <laughs> John Wick, yes, Amelia. And this episode, what we're going to be talking about is Oscar nominations. Ooh. Oscars are this Sunday. What Four, time was it? What time was this Sunday? Um, eight. I'm guessing. I don't 8 know. Eight p.m. Oscars. Eight p.m. Sunday. If that's wrong. Literally, everyone's going to miss it because of you. Or if you're listening to this after the Oscars already happened, and you just... Then you already know. And you already know. You already know. Yeah, you're right. At 8 p.m. Eastern. Okay. okay. I just guessed. Wow, I'm psychic. You are psychic. Um, Crazy. I'm, I'm really excited this year, actually, because I, for the first time, I have watched every single Best Picture nominee. Like, I have collected all of the Infinity Stones... <laughs> the population i'm kidding um patrick's seen five dark dark you've seen five. that's honestly the most best picture movies yeah. i've ever seen in one year and i blame you because you forced me to watch what three in the past two days yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, but like would you have watched any of them if i hadn't forced you to uh honestly no yeah that's right so, so you're expanding <laughs> no. your horizons i'm so proud of uh, i mean just because most of these I never even heard of. Mm-hmm. And one of them, like the father, won so many Golden Globes, and did it? I, I thought at least it was nominated for like a bunch yeah, of things. I, I was hearing that that was like getting like a ton the of father. awards, and I have my opinions on that movie. Whenever I saw, I would see it, I would say it, and you don't know who Teresa Caputo is. She's the Long Island medium on TLC, and she's like, who's got the father figure? And so I would, I would like, say to him, like, the father. Father. <laughs> the father. Um, I'm getting hot. I, I always off. think of, like, the departed. The departed. The father. The, father. <laughs> the departed and the father, which are two. <laughs> the, de- the departed is actually on Netflix right now, so go watch The Departed. That's a good movie. Leonardo DiCaprio, Matt Damon. Um, directed by Martin Scorsese. And it actually... But we're not talking about... No, <laughs> but The Departed did influence one of the yes, movies yes. on the best picture list. Oh my god, we're getting we're getting so ahead of ourselves. But um, we're not going to give away any spoilers. No spoilers. Um, we're just going to let you know which of these movies are worth watching, um, where you can watch them, and our opinion on them. Because no spoilers. We have the best opinions. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be watching you. I'm gonna make sure you're not spoiling anything. I'm not gonna spoil anything. You have a habit of doing that. What? Just unexpectedly. I'm gonna. I will, I will not. We will edit it out if I do spoil anything. <laughs> okay. I promise. Okay. Okay. Sounds so good. We're gonna. We have the the official list up of all the um best picture nominees. Okay. So, so we're gonna. Yeah. So for nominated for best picture this year is the father. Uh. Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, what a movie that was, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. And I I think um, they usually have more than eight. I'm not sure on that, but um, I think there's still a lot. So we'll start with The Father, which we watched... um, what was that like two days ago that was two days ago, two days ago. um and let's see here um, what's your overall opinion about the movie 
overall. Yeah, overall. Like, just what did you think of it? I I thought it was very well made. Obviously, um, the performances were really well. It's a it's a story about um, an old man who's dealing with dementia or whatever. Um, I thought it was going to be kind of like a snooze. I thought it was going to be really boring. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was at some parts, to be fair. But the way that they told the story and they kind of turned his dementia into almost like a psychological um, thriller. Right. They never said dementia. It was just mental illness. Yeah. But it, uh, yeah, it was just this really old guy that's like going through it and oh, it takes you through. Mm-hmm. My goodness. By the end, I I think you were in tears. <laughs> and I was, like, trying to keep myself distracted and just because I was trying to not think of it. Yeah. Um, I think we should, every time on this podcast that we talk about our, us, like, crying, I think that we should, like, do, like, cry leader, like, add, like, a little check mark. Um, so, yeah, this one will definitely make you cry. Um it's just it's okay so let's talk about um it's not on streaming services right now so it's in theaters so i would suggest you go see it in theaters or we had a hard time finding it in theaters yeah, so i'll tell you that we had a really hard time finding it um i would recommend this um maybe if you haven't been going through something with an older family member <laughs> i know for me um this movie in particular it reminded me of um my mom and my grandpa who is recently deceased um so that's part of the reason why it was so emotional for me is because i was thinking about my grandpa and thinking about my mom so it was a very um personal story very um i don't know what it's not i mean it's sad but how would you say the the ending it's like kind of I don't know how to really explain it. It's just more of those... It's not a feel-good movie. No, not at all. But it'll... It's kind of like eye-opening in a way, and it makes you feel very hard. Mm -hmm. But, okay, let's talk about cinematography. Like That was beautiful. It's a pretty movie. Mm -hmm. And But the best part of this, I think, hands down, was the acting. Oh, yeah. My goodness, um, they were Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman. Um, they're both nominated for an Oscar, I believe, for their performances. So that's I can definitely see why. Sorry, like I'm like I'm losing my voice all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about the father and I'm starting to cry again. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, yeah, you could see it uh, in her eyes, like when she was taken care of. I forgot. The father. The father. <laughs> yeah. They didn't reveal his name until the end, funny enough, too. Oh. Hmm. But when they were taking, like, when she was taking care of him, you could really see the oh, frustration, yeah. mm-hmm. but then also the love and the sadness, like, all in once. Yeah. I'm, like, like developing a New Jersey accent. <laughs> Like, yeah. Yeah. Father. Father. Okay, I'm kind of bored talking about the father. Okay, I would recommend 
maybe you... I don't know if I recommend people to watch this. Honestly, like, if, if you don't have a lot of time to, like, watch all these movies... Skip the father. It's pretty, father. but it wasn't my favorite on the list. Okay, no. next up, Judas and the Black Messiah. Incredible. Incredible. Which we have to talk about how um, Lakeith Stanfield and Daniel Kluya, mm-hmm. the two stars of the movie are both nominated for Best Supporting Actor. That doesn't make any sense. Who, who is the <laughs> doesn't make any then? sense. Who, who is the lead actor? There is no lead actor. Oh, it's just, I don't... It's the Black Panther. But anyways, It's the figure. So this movie, um, it's also not available on streaming. I think you can like pay like 20 bucks to rent it, but like don't, don't do that. Um, you can pay like 14 bucks to see it in theaters um if you can find it because again it's really hard but obviously this is the story of um fred hampton who actually there are two movies nominated for best picture this year who have fred hampton in it i think that's very interesting especially since i feel like we the other um, one being trial of chicago seven which you didn't see but i didn't see i will will, i'll tell you about it um because I, I know everything. Um. Okay, so this movie is about the controversial, quote, quote, Black Panther. I mean, not quote, quote. I mean, it was controversial at the time. Uh, the Black Panther movement back in, what was it, the 70s, I believe? Yeah, I believe so. And it was about what the leader, Fred Hampton, and him kind of developing... The Black Panthers, and then the who was the other guy? I'm so bad at names, I swear. Um, the other guy who was Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. Um, I forgot his name is like Bill O'Neill. Yeah, Bill, O'Neil. and he was supposedly or he was this double agent that was working with the Black Panthers, but also he was working with the FBI trying to take mm-hmm. them down, and. That's kind of where the whole departed influence came from as well. Because, yeah. I don't know if you've seen that, it's kind of a similar story. There's FBI double agent working on the inside, and it's, it's <laughs> so stressful. It is so stressful. And it, what was really interesting about this movie is how it almost, like, almost made you want to root for both sides, but also, like, you didn't. You were rooting more for, mm-hmm. like, I found myself rooting for Bill, but not because of what he was doing, but because he was... He's blackmailed, basically. Yeah. Like, they threatened his like life. He, yeah, he was totally getting screwed over, and I guess you can see what he was doing as kind of, like, selfish in a way, because he was helping take down the group that was ultimately trying to help mm-hmm. him and everyone else. And man, this is this is really controversial. <laughs> but... <laughs> no, you just started going in there. I was just gonna say, like, I think it's really cool. Um, did I just want to ask you a question? Like, did you know who Fred Hampton was? Honestly, I did not. I had no idea who he was, and that's the type of thing that's like these. I I love movies that are um, made kind of like dramatiz- dramatizations dramatization i don't know if that's the dramatizations um versions of history mm-hmm. because um like i learned the best like visually um so like 
when I was um, in middle school and high school, whenever, like, my teacher would play, like, a movie um, to kind of help me understand, like, what's happening in history, that's when, like, I really, like, got interested in stuff. So I would love to see a movie like this um, in, in school. Like, that, I would have loved that. And I think that it's so important. And I think, like, what you said about... Um, like how you're kind of like rooting for both. I don't think it's about one of them versus the other. Um, right. I think it's kind of like how the system just like totally screwed over these two um, black men at the time and ultimately led to led to their destruction. Which um, it, it's not a spoiler because it's history, but I I, I can I can say. Okay, I'm okay. Fine. If you if you want to know if you want to know about Fred Hampton, some people just it. don't know. Some people okay. just don't know. Okay. Well, it's it's not a happy ending. <laughs> but but no. I want to say one more thing, and then we can go to make. Um, well, we can talk about Trial of Chicago Seven since it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. And I want to ask you, like, what, what was that movie? Because they're both based around the same period in time, mm-hmm. and so I guess tell me about that movie. What what was that like? Trial of Chicago 7, okay, um, and it's like, now that I'm looking at the list of all the movies, I kind of feel like the Trial of Chicago 7 was more forgettable than the rest. It's obviously a legal drama. It's like, centers around, um, the trial, if you couldn't tell, and it's directed by Aaron Sorkin. Um, Aaron Sorkin, he's most famously known for writing the screenplay of The Social Network, which is like one of the best screenplays um so it's like the trial of the like chicago um riots or whatever and i thought it was really interesting i actually watched it right after january 6th and in the movie they were talking about how um the law that they broke was traveling to incite a riot um i'm using air quotes because there's it's like debate whether that they incited the riot, mm-hmm. um, the police incited the riot. Right. Anyways. Oh so my God. It's... I'm, I can't not say it. So it was really interesting how um, they had Bobby Seale in there and then um, Fred Hampton, which is weird because um, in uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, they had a picture of Bobby, Bobby Seale during his trial and... Um, Fred Hampton was looking at it, but in Trial of Chicago 7, um, Fred Ham... Wait, no, I'm not, I can't say it. I can't say it. I almost spoiled it. He, he dies. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 okay, okay, I'm just gonna say it. I'm not, I'm just gonna say it. Fred Hampton was shot in his sleep by the Chicago police who murdered him. That's important for people to know. Patrick's looking at me like, he's like so disappointed. Stop in me. spoiling. It's important so- to know. Like, the police committed this awful you can't cut it out um but yeah it kind of i i will say that my favorite part i feel kind of like it feels kind of pointless talking about the trial of chicago 7 because that's the one i've seen people talk about um the most it's on netflix um how would you compare the acting between the two uh the the thing that stood out to me the most is Sasha Baron Cohen in a dramatic role. Like, we've seen him in Borat. Um, we've seen him doing a bunch of other stuff, but he actually played... Wasn't um, he nominated Best Supporting yeah, Actor for that role? Yeah, I think role? so. 
and he did a really good job and I shed a single tear at the end um there's not really much else to okay. say it was a well, good movie but yeah they're both fantastic movies uh <laughs> I I would recommend Judas and the Black Messiah that was very mm-hmm. I mean I'm sure it's very dramatized and I think people have said it they're or historians are saying they missed out on a lot of details mm-hmm. and kind of like portrayed things in certain ways but all in all i thought it was a great movie yeah now tell me about mank this is also another movie i haven't seen but you have okay what was that about <laughs> this is just like a normal com- normal conversations that me and patrick have all the time i just explain movies to him um so mank is um it was directed by david fincher um it's a movie about the writing of the screenplay of Citizen Kane. So if you haven't seen Citizen Kane, I, I don't really recommend you see this movie. You're probably going to think it's pointless um, and you're still going to find it interesting. What was it about? What was it about? But I just I just told you. Oh, I was not paying attention. <laughs> I like completely zoned out for a second. Okay. But have you seen Citizen Kane? Rosebud. You've seen it, right? No. Said, okay. <laughs> well, you've explained it to me. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen Citizen Kane, one of the greatest movies ever made, um, I think it's on HBO Max. I looked up this morning. Um, so if you have HBO Max, go watch Citizen Kane. Um, but I think what kind of... Um, it's one probably one of my least favorites of the Best Picture nominees. Even though it was great, it was really good. Um, Amanda Seyf- Seyfried... Um, I think she's nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Um, she was really, really good. And it was very, very interesting because you could see, like, little events that happened that inspired um, the screenplay. But it just kind of felt a little bit boring at times because it's it's he's, he's writing a screenplay, you know? Right. Like, it'd be, it'd be different... I feel like if it was like the making of the movie. Oh, fun fact: Bill Nye was in Mink. He played Upton what? Sinclair because there's also like a political. Um, Bill, 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 Bill Nye. This, <laughs> I saw him and I was like, Bill Nye, what the heck are you doing in Mink? Um, but because there's also like a political um, aspect going on, and then there's like a bunch of like, it's just. Would you recommend people go see this movie? It's on Netflix, so you, they don't have to oh, go see it. Just play it um, in the background. If you're or watch The Office for your hundred fiftieth rerun. I, I will say Actually, they don't have Office on Netflix, do they? They took it off, didn't they? I okay, yeah. sorry, off, to, totally <laughs> off track. Um, I think for a David Fincher movie, I think people are disappointed. I know I because David Fincher, if you don't know, he literally made Fight Club. So to go from making like Fight Club to making um, a movie about a man writing a screenplay in the 40s. Right. That's kind of. But um, I think it's interesting. David Fincher's dad wrote the screenplay and then he died. So David Fincher, he made it with his dad's script, which I didn't think was that great. But, you know, like it's. I would say if you're going to watch this, I would say go watch Citizen Kane first. Then it would um, make more sense. Yes. 
Okay. Uh, now the, the Departed and Citizen Kane. Those <laughs> outside of the Best Picture nominees, those are your. Um, okay. Now nominees. Minari, we saw this yesterday. <laughs> wonderful, we were wonderful, doing Minari. a crazy. We were doing a crazy marathon, and this was the second to last movie that we watched. It's so cute. It it reminds me of a Studio Ghibli movie, and how it's. Lots of stuff is happening, but nothing really happens, and then it just kind of ends. If you're looking for a movie that, like, will kind of, like, make you go, aww, and, like, give you, like, a warm feeling, um, then I think you should... I would definitely recommend Minari. It's yeah. a very, very cute movie. Mm-hmm. Even though at times it's... Also, a little stressful in a way. I don't yeah. know. It, the most interesting part of this movie is how it's considered a... F- how the Golden Globes considered it a foreign film. Even though it was made by an American director in Oklahoma. No, it's Arkansas. Was it? No. I. Oh, they made the, it in Oklahoma. They filmed it in Oklahoma. The setting is Arkansas. Okay, yeah. we're both right. It's Koreans <laughs> in Arkansas. And it was filmed by an American director. It's literally the most American in Oklahoma, movie you can make. But it's, like, a ah, fi- it's, it's a foreign it's film. It's a foreign film. Americans <laughs> <laughs> don't read. Yeah. It's it's just It's about this uh it's about this guy that moves away from California and he's chasing the American dream and he wants to make his own farm. And it, you know, he wants to be a farmer. He's like, I have to have this farmer else. And his wife is yes. like, are, are you sure? Are you sh- are you sure? And they have uh, these two kids. They're all Korean, so they speak lots of Korean. And the whole mo- movie is yeah. subtitled. And the, the, and the li- little boy is... Alan Kim is his name. He is so cute. Oh my gosh. He's and so, just... yeah, you kind of see the movie through the fathers and... The, the father. <laughs> <laughs> Everything his comes and back the, to the father. And the kid's point of view. It's kind of like their little journey and kind of establishing this new life. Mm-hmm. And so and it's... Unlike a lot of the movies on this list, it actually ends on a kind of happy note. I, I just want to say, I think this is the only movie on the list where there's like an actual conversation between kids oh yeah like they have like and the conversations between like the two kids like the girl i think her name's ann and david right like they're just talking to each other that was like one of my favorite parts it's just so cute the kids are so cruel but that was like more of like an innocent i like how there wasn't really any like um racist um undertones or anything Mm -hmm. like the kids like said a little bit but that was just them being like not knowing any better you know so it was just really wholesome and i would recommend solid recommend from me you would say go go watch it all right this nomadland that's the the last movie on the list that i haven't seen Mm-hmm. I watched it. What was it about? Okay, so I've seen so much criticism for this movie of people saying like, oh my god, it was so boring. It was so boring. Um, 
I kind of was thinking in my head before I watched it, I was like, yo, yeah, this is gonna be a snooze. So I was like waiting until I was in like the right mood to watch it. So um, I just had a day where I was just feeling like really down on myself, really, really lonely. I think you were in here playing video games. And I was just like feeling down. And so I like, I put it on, it's on Hulu. You know, as, as you do. As I do. So I just put it on and I paid attention to literally every frame. Like I was like in fully engulfed in the movie. This was the movie where you came out to me and you're like, I want to buy a van. Yes. <laughs> and I just want to move across the country. So, um, I think this is definitely... We're not buying a van. No. Mm-hmm. We're not... Okay. Nah. okay. Don't, okay. don't give me that I, look. I'm j- I just had a thought and you made me lose my thought. Sorry, go on. Um... But I think this is definitely a movie you have to be in the right mindset to watch. If you're like, obviously, I want to watch an action film, don't watch this. But um, I think it's, it was a very beautiful film. It's about um, a woman who lives in her van and she's a part of the nomad um, community. And um, this is available on Hulu? Mm-hmm. Oh. So watch if it. you have Hulu, go watch it. But um, what I, obviously you can interpret it to mean like several different things, but I thought it, it was interesting how the movie kind of, to me, it seemed like it reflected um, the process of grieving because, and I guess it's not really a, um, a spoiler, but like a lot of characters that um, the main character who's played by Frances McDormand, who is fantastic um she's nominated as she should be um the people that she meets they all have like different stuff that they're dealing with that they're um processing because this is during the great recession Mm -hmm. so it was a very dark period in time Mm -hmm. so yeah and um i've i feel like that is so um relatable Especially now, because we have basically the whole country is like mass grieving because we've lost people due to COVID. Um, and I think it's so interesting how these people, they like left everything behind, decided to live in their vans in like these nomad communities, um, like to cope. And I think it says something so um, interesting about that whole um, idea, because I feel like in the capitalist society i feel like we don't really give people the room are you still talking about the movie i am talking oh my god just let me i'm getting there okay i was just gonna say in the capitalist society i don't think that we give people the proper room to um grieve so to see um her going to all these different places and she like works like these little jobs um on the side but like she's always with friends and like meeting new people and um it was just very very um beautiful to see that and i know there's controversy surrounding this movie because one of the characters um she's works at amazon and she's like they they give they make us blah 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 they um amazon pays good money (laughs) (laughs) like amazon pays good money and that was before they had the new minimum wage so people were saying like oh it's like amazon propaganda um i actually didn't when a- i was watching amazon it, ganda amazon ganda 
I didn't, when I was watching it, I did think it was kind of weird, but I just kind of thought like, oh, um. Propozamon. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah, like I can't really speak too much on like the whole Amazon thing. I'm not very well educated in it, but I, I kind of thought of it as like, oh, um, when you're living in a van and like all you really have is, um to pay like gas and like food or whatever like amazon is like getting paid by amazon is is enough money you know what i'm saying okay you, why are you i I, like I don't that? i don't understand what don't you understand something about living in a van and being paid by you amazon while i was talking again? i did <laughs> you're saying so, so much Oh my god, I'm not gonna repeat myself. But basically, movie. Um, I I thought it was a way a way that they were trying to say that um she was living a life so simply that um like she thought like Amazon was paying her enough. But regardless of like that whole oh you're still talking stuff, about the controversy. Yeah, regardless of that, oh. baby, you know how I can talk, right? <laughs> So regardless of all that stuff, um, okay, would you give this I movie thought, a recommend I'm, or a pass? I am getting there. Why are you like <laughs> Patrick's like? I don't want to talk about movies I haven't seen. Um, I would definitely say think that you should watch it. Um, I think it was wonderfully directed. Um, if you think this movie is boring, I I don't know what to tell you. I think you just have a love affair with this movie. I don't have a love affair with this movie. Okay, so the next movie, we have Promising Young Woman. Oh my which... Jesus. I, I need to say something right off the gate. We okay. saw this in theaters, too. Mm-hmm. This is one of the, the few that we saw, and oh boy. I have, I have problems um, with this movie and how it was um, advertised. And um, <laughs> Yeah? Well, what is that? I... I don't like that it was advertised as like um, a girl boss, like rape revenge, like um, you get him, girl, like um, thriller or whatever. Okay. Because that's you watch the trailer that you're like, oh, she's going to like absolutely get revenge on these men or whatever. And that is not what happens at all. And so like. For someone like me going into the movie and being like, oh yeah, I can't wait. And then that outcome, I walked, I felt disappointed, you know? We, we walked out of this movie. Okay, so, well, first of all, this, yeah, this movie is, that's how it was advertised. Uh, but it's about this young woman who had her best friend. Her, she's getting revenge. Was... Her best yeah. friend was, and so she was getting revenge, on like in general. I don't think we should say revenge on there. Okay, um, well, sexually assaulted. Sexually assaulted. Yes, there we go. Her. So it's about a young woman who is getting revenge for by, her best friend that was sexually assaulted in college. Yeah. And it goes about it in such a way let's just say when we walked out of this movie you were so shook we were both shook mm-hmm. but we were both so shook and 
you specifically did not trust me. I did not. Like, we were walking out of this movie theater, and she's like, I do not trust you, even though I walked into the theater with you. And I, I want to say something else, because if you're if you're listening to this and you're thinking, like, well, what do you mean? Like, it wasn't what you expected. I just want to say this. I'm not, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm just going to say, not one male character in this movie is harmed, and I can't say the same thing about the female characters. Like, what does that say about a movie that claims to be, like, girl empowerment or whatever? Yeah. And there was there was the one scene, like, this movie makes you so uncomfortable. And the worst <laughs> part is how real mm-hmm. it seemed. Like, yeah. and the scariest part is they made it seem so real. Mm-hmm. And then combine that with the fact that this kind of stuff actually happens is terrifying. And then... There's that one scene where... It just lasts really long. They Yeah, they, they specifically shot it to be uncomfortably long in one take. And you're just like, when will this end? Like, please stop, 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 stop. It, it's, it just keeps going. You feel awful. And, like, I, I will say... Um... It was obvious. It was directed and written by a woman, Emerald Fennell, who I feel like, like she knew what she was doing. She, um, kind of wanted to make people uncomfortable, wanted to do that stuff. Um, and I like, if with all due respect, whatever, if that's what you want to do, whatever. But I feel like if that's the type of movie you were going to make, um, maybe don't market it. In such a way. Because I'm just thinking about... Um, it could have been marketed differently. Because, man. If you are somebody who has experienced trauma in that type of field or whatever, I feel like that's not the movie you want to go see. But I feel like somebody who has experienced trauma like that, I feel like from looking at the trailers, they'd be like, ooh, that sounds like a movie I would want to see. Possibly. So, I would I, s- One thing I'll say... One, one positive note. I was very impressed by Bo Burnham's acting. Oh yeah. I I, <laughs> I don't think you've ever, I don't I don't think you've seen his specials, but I have. And I mm-hmm. really like him. I think he's hilarious. I like his awkward but also like his ingenious comedy mm-hmm. through his musical writing. Uh he has he's a very clever comedic style. But his acting was phenomenal. Like, you would have mm-hmm. thought that he'd been doing this for a long time. Because he seems so natural up on screen. And he he played the role perfect. He, it was almost like you were watching him, him just be himself. He reminds me of you a little bit. Just like the, like the blonde, <laughs> the blonde, dorky, like, boy or whatever. That's what, that's what made me mad. Anyways, um, I would... Oh, and also I forgot to say, I actually just found out it's like, um, the other movies were like $20 to rent. This one's like $6. Yeah, $6 on YouTube. Or Google Play, Apple TV, Amazon Prime. your brain to explode. Um, It it was a fantastically shot movie, too. Yeah, it was... You love the end. It was also the, the funniest part about this was we went into it you're like yeah like it's gonna be you know a powerful woman because you're all about that 
And then the movie starts, and it's Charlie XCX like, boys. Hey, I was really thinking, I and swear you, like, to God. You lit up, and that was probably the happiest you had been the entire movie, because like, it was all downhill from there. Like, I, uh, if you don't know that, that I love Charlie XCX, um, it's okay. Um, we'll try again, you know? Like, maybe you'll try to get to know me some other time. Whatever. I'm not bitter about it. But literally and it was like this like w- remix or whatever and as soon as like, i was busy thinking about and i just felt like my blood like rushed through my veins and my heart started beating and i had like the biggest smile i almost like shed a tear because i was just i was just so happy we're so that and that was the happiest you had and, been like i was in the movie theater like my happy place and with with you and i was just like i'm so happy and then i walked out of the movie theater i was like shaking um Anyways. Okay, well, on to the last one on our on the list. And our favorite. My yes, definitely my favorite by far. It's my favorite too. Okay, well, our favorite. Yeah. Sound of Metal. Sound of Metal, which is on Amazon Prime. I wasn't expecting to love this movie as much as I did. It's so good. Also, I just realized what? Nothing. But if there's one movie that you go see from the from this best picture list, if there's one movie that like we recommend no matter what, I would it's rec- Sound of Metal. I would recommend Sound of Metal and Judas and the Black Messiah. If I had to recommend yes. two, um, those were like the two that I think would be the most universally um, loved and appreciated. But okay, but so Sound of Metal is about a guy who's in a heavy metal band. And then he loses his hearing. Yeah. So already right there, you're like, okay, like, I like that setup. That's really interesting. And then it takes you on, like, this entire journey and path of him dealing with Mm -hmm. being deaf and trying to, like, cope with this. It's a journey. And he's, he's, like, an extremely stubborn guy, too. And you see this, the frustration that he has but then also like how much the ambition he has at the same time it's really i think it's really like the most interesting journey words it's just it's just so and everything about it and like because we we went through this list and like every single thing it's like oh yeah that was good that was good um like this was good but i think this is like the only movie on the list where I'm like every single I loved every actually no that's not true there were other movies that I liked every single game. but I'm just rambling now but I just I do want to say the sound mixing and ever, the oh, sound in this movie this. if this movie does not win the Oscar for best sound I'm pulling my pants down and taking <laughs> <laughs> like okay. I no other movie I think uses silence so well Uh, yeah like just because we're so used to and we're so used to just noise constantly like in our in every single movie there's always sound there's always sound shout out jen proctor (laughs) yes our our audio um professor who taught us to appreciate sound in movies yes but so all these movies all have sound and like there's some movies where just every minute every second there's like noise blaring and stuff. 
Yes, Christopher Nolan. Uh, and, but the way this movie uses silence, and it's like, the silence is so loud. And like the uh, and for also, a bad pun, the silence is deafening. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the also the like kind of like distortion, um, and like you'll see, you'll know what we're talking about when you watch this, because you will. <laughs> Or else we'll show up to your house. Riz Ahmed's acting in this movie was also phenomenal. Oh my god. You know, he actually, to play this role, he learned how to play the drums and he learned ASL, sign language. Do you want to know what my favorite fact about this movie is? What is that? It's, um... I thought you had this I, fact just, up. like, ready to go. So it was shot over the course of 24 days and for every scene they only did two takes. That is extremely yeah. efficient filmmaking. Especially with like the... For um, as good as this movie was. It's really good. Oh. You need to go see it. It's... Hands it's down, so my favorite. Just... Especially... Just the feeling of... The feelings that he goes through. It's, it's a movie where he goes through these... Things I totally can't relate to. I cannot relate to being deaf. I'm not deaf. I can't relate to being a drummer. I'm not in a band. But, you know, I don't know sign language. I don't know sign language either. You know, like, all of this stuff is super unrelatable to me. But the feelings and emotions and experiences that he goes through and the way that Riz Ahmed portrays that, like hits hard and it comes through and, and like by the end of the movie i felt like i like experienced and like learned something new yeah and like absolutely absolutely yeah and it's sound mixing phenomenal also um olivia cook and paul racy race racy r-a-c-i recky <laughs> um absolutely wonderful supporting killed it actors killed it you made, made me want to cry i don't know why it's not even it wasn't even that also i just want to say this is the third best picture movie where the main characters are living in a mobile home <laughs> yes. so i because I, I watched no man land i was like i want to move into a van and then i watched this movie and i was like see maybe we have to move into a van and then like, you watch minari it, like the opening of minari i'm like maybe i don't <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Okay, so this I want to ask you, if you were to describe each of these movies, so that's that's a whole list. And yeah, if you didn't under if you didn't get that sound of metal, huge recommend, mm-hmm. huge recommend. Uh, if you were to describe each of these movies in like one or two sentences, like how would you describe it? Like for me. I would describe the father as Christopher Nolan, except it doesn't make sense. You know, it's like watching. So Christopher Nolan, kidding. (laughs) Um, I don't. I didn't feel Christopher Nolan at all. It it felt no. It felt like a Christopher Nolan meets Quentin Tarantino's Pulp Fiction. What? And that like things are going in reverse, moving around, shifting everywhere. 
It was, it was not that. I felt confused. Did we watch a different movie? The father. The father. The father. Well, it wasn't that confusing. It was just like it was okay, confu- He's but disoriented. It was. It was disorienting. To me. You got Pulp Fiction from that. The I'm, I'm meaning like the out of sequence. Oh. Oh, 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 I know what you Are you thinking of the same movie as I me? am thinking of the same movie as you. It wasn't <laughs> okay. that out of sequence. It wasn't, but it there like, were sequences it, that, like, went back and forth. It just, like, the movie made you feel like you had dementia. Yeah. Okay, so how would you describe The Father? The Father. Um, I would say dementia is bad. Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, I would say that's... I would say cops are pigs. Yeah, that sums it up. I would say uh, The Departed meets the 70s Black Panther and racism. The Departed, but make it it more historically accurate and racism. Every time I watch a historical movie, I get so angry and so embarrassed to be white. So, Mank. Mank. Um, alcoholism. Alcoholism. How really? are, Mink is like drunk like half the movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, Minari. How would you describe Minari? Um, wonderful, wonderful Minari. I say Studio Ghibli makes a farm. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Nomadland? Um, Frances McDormand lives in a van. And she actually, she takes a poop in a can. <laughs> oh, does she? She does. Wow. It's the best that's, part of the movie. That's the only detail I needed to know no. about that movie. Promising Young Woman? I can't, I can't say this. It's a spoiler. Um, let's see here. Boys are bad. Bad boys are bad. Wait, no, that's, <laughs> that's a even bad if story. Even if he's... Mm, I see. I feel like I can't say anything about it. It's just gonna be. I would say, okay. You know what I just thought? What? The Joker, but make it girl boss. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's the Joker, but girl version. Kind of. Kind of. Except, yeah, but except not really. Okay, let's not say anything else. <laughs> so we don't want to um, split it. Um, that's yeah that's that's right the promising young woman like messed me up the same way the joker messed me up you know mm-hmm. you came out of it you're like, you're like never that was again. a great movie but i never want to watch that again never that's again. also how i felt about the father the father great movie never want to watch it again mm-hmm. uh um, sound of metal um how would you describe that in one is, sentence. so not right. And the first thing in my head was, death is not bad. <laughs> oh my god. It's like, okay, like the movie's kind of like about him embracing um, him being deaf. So it's yeah. like, um, I and would like say... not seeing, and like that was one of the more important things where they're saying, don't you can't think of yourself as having a disability. Mm-hmm. Like you just. I would describe it as silence is deafening. And you're just going <laughs> to have to live with that. You're going to have to live with that <laughs> trial of chicago 7 i would say eddie redmayne um did we talk about Ch- trial of chicago 7 we did but i was bored myself oh okay we're talking about it um i think i just i i like i don't want to skip over it like i want to give it its proper attention 
I but we kind of talked mm, over it with Judas and the Black Messiah. They're similar. It's a very interesting movie that I think I think you should definitely watch. But um, nothing of note is coming to my mind. Okay, so how would you describe it? it? Courtroom, um, racist courtroom. Just just Gordon Levitt's in it. I don't. That's not. Sentence about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my sentence. Joseph Joseph Gordon Levitt's in it. <laughs> okay. But yeah. So now let's let's round this up. What is your best Sound picture? Metal. Sound of Metal. Okay, but I, Sound of Metal is my personal favorite. But I'm gonna say I. Okay. I think. Go on, go on. I think that it's gonna go to Nomadland because. It won the Golden Globe and it won um, when Chloe Zhao has been doing really good. So that's like the one I think that's like expected to win. Mm-hmm. Um, because everyone at the Academy loves it so much. And I I th- thought it was good. I didn't... I personally like... There's like, there's like two movies on here that I liked better. Um, Which were? Jews and Black Messiah and... Sound of Metal. I... Yeah, I would say I agree. I think Sound of Metal should win. I, I That was my personal favorite, and if it was up to me, I would choose Sound of Metal. Uh, but also, I can't choose Mank, Nomadland, or Chicago Trout 7, because I haven't seen those. But with that said, uh, I think Sound of Metal should win. But I think the father will win it. You think the father will win? I think the father will win it because (laughs) it's old people voting on old movies. And that's a movie about an old person. And it's very... Nostalgic. Nostalgic. Is that even the right word? Well, I don't know. But it's, it's, it's a very pretty and very powerful movie. Which is why... I think that one might win, but it wasn't my favorite. I definitely liked Minari, Judas and the Black Messiah, even Promising Young Woman. I liked that better than The Father. I don't think Promising Young Woman's gonna... I don't think it's gonna win either, but it's a fantastic movie. And it's a really good screenplay, too. It's a very good screenplay. Except for it being absolutely messed Messed up up and, like, I've never... (laughs) I'm still mad about it. Yes. Just like I can be mad about a movie and still. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any other thoughts? Anything else you wanted to say about Um, these movies? I always have thoughts about everything. But we don't have time (laughs) for that. Okay. Well, that's all for this week's episode. If you like the show, please check out our Twitter page at Coconut Cinema. Give us a follow get connected with us we'll and talk more. to us tell us if we're right if we're wrong we'll definitely see if we were right on our predictions yeah please roast us on our opinions and tell us how you know so much better than us <laughs> yes please we'd love to hear from you you know check us out thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time bye see ya